Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. You know what the topic is for today? I really have no idea. Are you lying? I'm Katie Malone. And I'm Ben Jaffe. You're listening to Linear Digressions. Lies? Lie detection? Is that what we're talking about? Sort of. Yeah, this is... uh... I'll just keep feigning ignorance, huh? (laughs) Yeah, this is... I was inspired a little bit by a series of papers that I found about using machine learning to try to do lie detection. Mm-hmm. So we can take a step back and talk about the technology in just a second, but I think this actually introduces a really interesting set of questions. The machine learning is fairly straightforward, actually, as these things go. It's the interpretation where I think a lot of the thorny issues lie. So I thought this would be a fun chance to talk about sort of the limitations of machine learning and how, when do you want to be more skeptical of it? Oh, no, that sounds like a good one. I know that polygraphs have been around for a while, but they've never actually been all that accurate. In fact, not actually accurate enough to really use in a courtroom. And yet people still have. And it's caused some problems for the people who are being tested, right? That's right. Yeah. So with a polygraph, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert, but basically the idea is they hook a bunch of sensors onto your body. And if you're lying, you give off these physiological little clues that taken together demonstrate that that you're trying to obfuscate in some way theoretically but <laughs> right the human <laughs> humans are complicated as it turns out we are um but something that you might say is well maybe if you're lying it doesn't manifest itself in your heart rate or your blood pressure but maybe it does manifest itself in what part of your brain is actually working right okay i mean uh, simply speaking that seems to make sense yeah that if you're fabricating that that uses a different part of your brain than if you're recalling something from memory and so the idea was uh, if you put someone in something like an fmri machine which can measure sort of the blood flow in your brain it can map out where in your brain sort of the action is happening. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so by measuring where the brain is asking for blood to go, you can measure what parts of the brain need more blood, and theoretically, than what parts of the brain are more active. Yeah, and then you can sort of put someone in an fMRI machine and ask them to lie to you or to tell you something that's true, and you can watch the different parts of their brain light up as they go through this exercise, and you start to identify what part of the brain is maybe associated with lying. Now, so fMRIs are pretty big machines, right? Like you're putting this person in this in this thing. So it's kind of a contrived situation. Oh, Ben, you have you have hit it on the head. There's there's a lot of problems with this. And and for me personally, this is one of the biggest ones, yeah. Is that there's a big difference between sort of this scientific laboratory controlled environment and of course if you actually have someone who thinks they're being accused of a crime and is trying to clear their name or whatever and and that the discoveries that you make in your laboratory setting might not extrapolate very well to something that's a little bit messier a little bit more real world that seems like an ethical quandary it's yeah i mean it's it's something that could be hypothetically studied i, I guess then the question is is this real or is this a real world technique is this something we can go out and do today with a good amount of accuracy or or what? Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. So in these sort of very controlled uh, laboratory environments, you actually can tell with a fair amount of accuracy whether someone's lying or not. So let me let me back up and say sort of what these examples are. Right? Yeah, what, what, what exactly are they lying about? Yeah, so you lie in, they always do these examples with like 20-year-old uh, psychology students at universities because that's who they have available to them as, okay, so as that's test a, subjects. That's a smaller, uh, more contrived sample It's a very well. specific demographic, that's right. Um, they put you in the fMRI machine, and, and one of the things about fMRI is you have to sit very still. 
and that if you move your head or even potentially like move your face muscles or something like that, it can actually mess up the reading of the machine. So you have to sit very, very still. And then they ask you, they might give you a situation like they'll show you a playing card and they'll say, if this card is the, um, is the Jack of clubs, we'll give you $20. And then you try to convince them that it is the Jack of clubs. Right. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. But in some of these scenarios, you're telling the truth and some of them you're lying, depending on what the card actually is. Hmm. And you have a little bit of an incentive to really want to try to convince them. Right. So these are the sorts of scenarios that they usually do in the testing. And so then they watch where your brain sort of lighting up as you're trying to convince them of of the lies or the the not lies, as the case may be. And then they use machine learning, presumably, to take all of that data and try to extrapolate patterns from it. Exactly. Yeah, you're uh, you're catching on to what because machine you, learning great. is all about. So you have a labeled data set. You know that this, you know, Joe Schmo was lying. We know this, and we know that Jane was not lying. And so having that labeled data set with your data, you can then presumably pull some patterns out of the mess. Yeah, and so I think one of the things that's really interesting about this is what patterns do you want to pull? There's there's two very different questions you could ask. For you, Ben, for example, I could ask you a series of questions. I'll ask you nine questions, and on the 10th question, I try to guess if you're lying or not, right? So I've set up sort of a, a little data set that's specifically calibrated to the way that your brain is set up. Now, and then I try to predict whether you're lying, and, and it turns out I can do that with fairly high accuracy. Okay, so, so basically you're saying everyone's brain works a little bit differently. So if you calibrate to a particular person, you ask them a whole bunch of questions, then you might actually be able to be pretty accurate for that one person. That's what they found. The thing that's much more difficult is taking from a set of a person or a set of people and then predicting what someone else is going to say. So there can be big variations from person to person. And so even though you might say with a lot of confidence, this is how 90% of the people, uh, this is how their brain lights up when they're lying, that other 10%, of course, is really problematic if you want to be relying on this for something that's really important. Got it. Like prosecuting criminal cases or something. Exactly, exactly. And so I think this is where a lot of the debate on this topic actually is, because the machine learning is fairly straightforward, right? You just, you have a bunch of exactly, as you said, labeled data examples and and pictures of, of people's brains. And the question is then, how reliable does it need to be before we take it seriously, say, in a court of law? And the other question is extrapolating, like we said, from these training examples that are done in the safety of a laboratory to a situation where, um, you know, you have a person who's, who their, their life might be at stake, right? That does seem to be a pretty thorny ethical question. You know, like I think human history is fraught with examples of people taking a technology which cannot be extrapolated to a particular situation and thinking, oh, well, it seems to work. Let's just use it. Yeah, and I think this is, this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is, of course, it's very exciting to think that we could do something like this with machine learning. We could detect lies. Or, or to think that we can detect lies consistently at all, like that would be really useful in a lot of situations. There is a time where we need to take a step back and say like, okay, we have to be um, very careful, I think, with how much we're going to trust the machine learning. And, and even if an algorithm is 99% accurate, is that acceptable to us as a society that one in 100 people could be you know, thrown in jail for the rest of their life because we trusted the machine learning too much. And so it's a very interesting debate between sort of the legal ethicists and the machine learning experts and the neuroscientists as they're all trying to disentangle these like thorny bag of issues. But obviously the stakes are very high. Every time someone says the stakes are high, I get this image of stakes falling from the sky. Oh, like goodbyes. And, and landing right next to me. So 
so it kind of vacates my brain. But yeah, that that's it's it's difficult. It's not something we can answer in this podcast. Nor do I think we're qualified to answer that question. No, no, it's but it's a really fascinating thing to think about. In most of the machine learning literature, they're talking about the details of this algorithm or that data pre-processing or some other data set or something. But when you take a step back, it's a really big thing that they're talking about. Yeah. Outside of the technical specifications and methodologies. Linear Digressions is a podcast about data science and machine learning, produced and recorded in the studios of Udacity, a company dedicated to education. We've got some awesome courses made by people like Katie and me in data science and other tech fields. We should also remind you that all views expressed during this program were those of the speakers and not of Udacity. This is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you next time.